Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Welcome, guys, to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast. We are back, and we are excited to be here chatting with you today. We have a very fun episode where we have a guest coming on and we are so excited to get into that but first we wanted to do a few little life updates so Jensen how are you what's going on how's life I'm good um just sitting here drinking my coffee can't complain um I'll give you a life update so recently Logan and I celebrated our two-year anniversary how special it was so special and he planned this whole thing um we we already know he's an intentional man um, so our anniversary was Monday night and we had youth group on Monday night. So as romantic as youth group is. <laughs> so romantic. Uh, we were like, we're going to celebrate <laughs> the weekend before. Um, so that Friday night, Logan decided he was going to make us dinner. So he went and got fillets, which we love a good steak. Um, and he would not let me help in the kitchen. Like he did everything. What a guy. He made like truffled potatoes, asparagus. Caesar salads. Oh, gotta plug this. Primal Kitchen Caesar dressing. It's expensive, but it's I've really not good. Tried that it's one. so good. And I love a Caesar dressing. Yes. And I was like, when he was getting the groceries, I was like, can you please get this dressing? Um, Aww. And then we had our favorite um, ice cream place, Fox Meadows. One of our favorites. They have like to go pints, and we had that. So we literally just had like a little date at home. Um, we always reread our wedding vows and do our first dance. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I don't cute. know, maybe everyone else doesn't do that. I just thought We that. would I, never. Really? I would cringe. <laughs> I, I don't know. I could not do do the dance with Logan. I don't know. But I think that is the cutest thing ever. I just, yeah, not our vibe. But okay, to each their own. That's, you know, that's, 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 that's very much a, a Logan and I vibe. Yeah, I love it. And then Aww. my mom got us this anniversary book that basically you fill out like what like your big moments were in the last uh-huh. year. Like, oh yeah, pictures. we have one of those. Oh, nice. We um, love it. And it tells you, and you like, I love it. You, yeah, I'm Logan. Logan I love, does it. Logan does it. Because I tell him, him do it. Like, <laughs> like Logan, I'm writing this in it. Um, but it has about how you celebrated your anniversary. So it's fun to like see Aww. how we celebrated the, the year before. Yeah. So we did that Friday night, and then Saturday morning we woke up and we went and tried this new coffee shop out, and I found like my new favorite vanilla latte, which super excited. And then this was very monumental. We found a bagel place that we are just. I saw this on your Instagram. Literally, okay. If you're I from, need. If you're, I need to try it. If you're our Lancaster area listeners. The Bagel Rack in Lebanon. Oh my goodness. So we actually wanted to go somewhere People else. People are storming their People doors. People are storming their doors. The kind of country followers are storming Well, they the have a drive through which is really cool. But basically, we go there and it was like the most fresh bagels. And I feel like I haven't found a good bagel shop out yeah. here. Yes. And we like ate outside. I had like an everything bagel. Logan I love had, a bagel. Logan had Bagels a um, breakfast sandwich. And we were gonna go. We were golfing after that, so I was like, "We need some fuel." We were what walking the course. Weekend. It was so fun. But recently, I think I posted this on the kind of crunchy Instagram. So that was like our anniversary weekend, and then the weekend after, I we went back there because we're like, uh-huh. we love the bagel rack. Um, <laughs> They're <and>, every day now. <laughs> so they have a funfetti bagel with funfetti cream cheese, which is literally like. The most anti-crunchy thing ever. That's also the most Jensen thing ever, oh, though. Oh, I get like rainbow. That. I get rainbow. I have gotten <laughs> rainbow sprinkles like on everything, and I will forever. I don't care that. There's I love a, a rainbow sprinkle. I don't too. care that there's like what is it? All the colorings, the red, yellow, blue. It's all, all the, the dyes. I don't give a crap when I have my sprinkles. Have you seen I'm, people make their own sprinkles before? That's too much for me. What a tedious task. Yeah. Like no, that's something I'll just buy. I and, do not and have. Be like, well. I do not have the time for that. <laughs> but. So I was like, they had this funfetti like um, bagel, and then they had funfetti cream cheese. And I said to Logan, this is either gonna be really good, and I'm never gonna, or I'm gonna love it, or it's gonna be bad and I'm never gonna get it again. But I feel like I just need mm-hmm. to try it. So good. I said, Logan, if I'm ever having a bad day, you drive to the bagel rack and you pick me up <laughs> this knows. funfetti bagel. <laughs> so good. So yeah, our anniversary weekend was great. We just had a lot of intentional quality time, which is all that I could ever ask for. And yeah, we just had like just super fun like together so that's amazing a date night in can be so nice yeah I've actually like kind of discovered you know every once in a while Logan and I will go out to like a nice dinner mm-hmm. but like I almost feel like pressure doing that like yeah. of just like 
we both like get ready and then like we go and it's just like then we're sitting there and it just like feels like vibes are off sometimes Mm -hmm. like I'd much rather be like hey let's just hang out tonight and then we're Mm -hmm. like oh we'll go like get a burger or Mm -hmm. let's just play Scrabble at home yeah and like that's more our our date vibe just yeah just more casual at home so that's such a cute anniversary rather than like yeah. You know, going out to a yeah. fancy dinner. And, and it was one like of the be best in. steaks I've ever had. And I and Pops it's to crazy. Logan. But when you go out to a restaurant and you buy like a filet, like at least 40 or $50. Yeah. That's just the meat. Then you have everything else. Whereas like this cost way less. Anna was so fresh, so good. And it was just like fun Amazing. to like watch him like make it. And he did such a You're, good like, job. You're like sitting at the table like, where's my steak? Honey? I know. I'm like sitting there I'm, like, can I help with anything? He's like, no. I'm like, and it was almost actually it was kind of hard because I know you're like me where you want to like help I'm like why well, I, I just, wouldn't be able to be around I was like oh can I just like clean this up for you he's like no and I was like you know what Jensen just enjoy this is your this he's is like, your I need to go for a drive <laughs> happy anniversary I'm out well you know what's you know what's really funny um I was getting the butter out for him I was like here I'll get the butter out for you and then like it was like I had to use a knife to get like the peel it off I cut my finger like, I'm like, this is, and Logan's like, this is why you should be you helping. Be I literally did one thing and I cut my finger. I've never cut my finger. I mean, it was fine. But that's so funny. Yeah. So that's me. That's our anniversary. Um, two, two years down, forever to go. Aww. Um, okay, Rachel, tell me about you. Yeah, so my most exciting life update, which I did share this on my Instagram, is a few weeks back, I had a family member who has this playhouse that was literally, so it's my husband's aunt that had this playhouse and it was hers in the 70s as a kid and so we don't know when it was built but it was built before even the 70s because she got it from someone else well it's still like a solid structure there was a little roof damage to the front because a tree fell but it's like the porch roof of the playhouse and when you think playhouse you think like tiny but it's pretty much like a mini shed um like the the ceilings like eight nine feet tall and it's like nine feet wide by six feet wide so it's like pretty decent size there's a cute little porch it has the cute windows that have like the crosses in them so cute I don't know what those types of windows are called but I love those the cute windows the cute windows you know what I mean um and so she posted in the family chat she was like I'm getting rid of this just gonna burn it down if nobody wants it does anyone want it and everyone was like well I can't haul it five hours away or this or that And so I told Logan, we're taking it. And he was like, no, we are not. We don't need another project. And I was like, it's my project. I'll do it. And he's like, you're going to replace the floor. You're going to replace the roof. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, you don't have to help at all. Strong enough. I'm such a carpenter. (laughs) Um, So I'm sure I will be consulting the husband. But I did tell him, I will fully do it all on my own. I might just need you to give me some advice on what to do. And we'll see how it turns out. But it is, it's. It's dilapidated right now, but it has so much potential to be so cute. And Jensen and I have actually, like, when we record, we just sit, like, at each other's dining room tables. And that's good and all, but I have a very barky dog and then, like, have to kick the husband out of the house. (laughs) There's just, like, a lot of factors. So we've been like, wouldn't it be so cool to have, like, a little studio? But also, we're not paying for a studio for a podcast we just do for fun, right? So... I was like, wouldn't like a she shed be the cutest thing? And then this pops up and I'm like, I'm doing it. We're going to renovate this. We're going to put, make it a little podcast studio. It's going to be so cute. Mm -hmm. So I've got a project on my hands, lots of painting, lots of carpentry work, but hopefully soon I will be able to show you guys our new little podcast studio she shed. We'll see. Uh, it, It could all go crashing down. And we could still be at the dining room table, but my hopes are high. Oh, I'm so excited, Rachel. It Seriously, I walked into we're at Rachel's house today, and I walked into her house, and I looked out back, and I'm like, there it is. It's so cute. And Rachel, I firmly believe in you, and when you set your mind to something, I know you're going to crush it. So oh. please, but you need to take, <laughs> I want you to like document Before this journey. Before and after. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, I need to. Like people want to follow along this journey, like your tallow making journey, like we love yes. it. We love to see the journey. So please, yes. please share with us. I love it. Well, yeah. So that's today's life update. So let's get into the episode. All right, guys. So this is Jenna Solich. So Jenna and I go way back to when I was in college. So we um, met through um, our friend Madison um, back in Pittsburgh. Um, Madison and Jenna were and our best friends, and I was best friends and still best friends with Madison. But I met through her. 
Um, then we all went to the same church together in Pittsburgh. And yeah, Jen and I have just stayed close and been intentional ever since then. We live in different towns now, but um, Jenna has been a huge inspiration in my health journey, which we'll get into more. Um, you want to go ahead, Rachel? Yeah, I mean, just through being friends with Jensen and our togetherness um, and getting to go to Jensen's bachelorette party and kind of be a part of her wedding, I was able to meet Jenna and her husband, Tanner. Um, and I had followed them online for a while and felt like we were online besties just from like you know following each other on Instagram and then to get to meet her and be like she's totally the same person in real life and I love her um so yeah I'm just really excited for us to kind of have her on today and talk to her and get some of her health and crunchiness wisdom on the pod today yeah one thing I want to plug first is um Jenna also has her own podcast um it is called let's debrief it's her and Ashley their podcast is also amazing, so I know you guys all listen to our podcast, but make sure you give them a follow. Theirs is the Ultimate Girl Talk podcast. Yes. We are also obsessed <laughs> with it. Um, they like coined the term special drink. I feel like every time I'm getting a fun drink, I think of Jenna and Ashley. So <laughs> just make sure after you're done listening to our podcast, you go find theirs. We'll plug them in the show notes. But Jenna, why don't you just get started? Tell us all about you, just all about yourself. Oh my gosh, thank you for the intro. That was so nice. <laughs> and thank you for plugging the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll start out with saying that I am a special drink girly. And it is extremely important to my life, um, having special drinks. So, yeah. Um, but a little bit about me. I am 26 now, which is crazy. Um, I live in a small town, like outside of Pittsburgh. Um, it's very rural country vibes. So, um, <clears throat> we lived in Pittsburgh for a while, as Jensen said, but we just moved back out to our hometown. So we live here, um, with dreams of becoming homesteaders one day. So we'll see. Um, but I am married to my high school sweetheart, as is Rachel. Is Logan your high school sweetheart? Yep. Yep. Same, okay. same situation. Yes. <laughs> okay. Love that. Um, married to my high school sweetheart. We've been married for five years this year. Um, and we just had a baby in November. Her name is Montana. And she is six months now. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I'm also a photographer by by trade um so that is what I do for work um and yeah that's me I love it um I just want to say I think Montana is the most beautiful unique name and I am just obsessed with following along with you and Tanner's little journey and your homesteading activities and like seeing your little girl your life and your family is just so beautiful and like it just brings me so much joy you're like my joyful comfort instagram account to follow <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh thank you so much um i love that i i like would love to do some i don't want to say like the term influencing because of i don't know that just like sounds weird but like i would love to do something with social media or youtube or something one day because like i truly do just love like literally making content I feel like it just comes easily to me so I would love to do that one day but thank you for saying that about her name we picked it out in high school so you wow. know how it is you That's have amazing. the name do you guys have name notes from like 2011 in your phone yes my problem is my husband and I are very divided on this he's very much a mm. Bob Joe Bill kind of guy and I'm a little more like Names like Willow or Aspen. Um, so we we will have to find a middle ground. <laughs> okay, here's the thing with boy names is that it's so hard to find one that's like unique but not like too unique. And that's why I feel like a lot of people are like, let's just do Joe. Because it's <laughs> like, well, I don't want him to like feel weird whenever he grows up and stuff. But girl names I feel like are easier. 
to be, you know, have a little flair. That's good to know. We'll just hope for a girl first so it doesn't cause any (laughs) contention. (laughs) We did not have a boy name and we were like, thank God it's a girl because (laughs) it is hard. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, we love following along with little Monty who's getting so big. Like, I feel like she was, I can't believe when you just said she was six months, I was like, oh my goodness, six months. I mean, I'm sure time is flying for you guys. It's flying, and she is just, like, developing so fast. It's actually insane. Like, obviously, like, everyone knows that, but when you see it happening to your own child, you're just like, holy crap. Like, how did you learn to do that? Like, this morning, she I brought her into – well, first of all, she slept through the night last night for the first time ever. Wow. Which I was (laughs) like – I she usually wakes up once. And I just heard her fussing around this morning and I looked at the clock, it was six. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I brought her into her room and she was just sitting up in the bed by herself, which she's basically never done before. And it's just shocking to see how fast they grow. It's like, it's truly, it's indescribable. That's amazing. What a big girl sleeping through the night, sitting up in bed. I know. <laughs> She's like, Mommy had to report a, record a podcast this morning, so she needed her sleep. So thanks, Monty. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Monty. She knew. Okay, so we have so many questions about, obviously, like pregnancy and parenting that we're going to get into. But I guess, like, I want to take it back to you had endometriosis and you healed that and I know you had an entire journey so and I know that's kind of you know you did a lot of natural things throughout that so would you just share with us like what that experience was like and how you like healed that absolutely I love talking about endo because I feel like um fortunately it is coming more to light um recently um but just like women's reproductive health in general is unfortunately extremely like glossed over and a lot of women experience pain and they are you know just given birth control and sent on their way so I yeah I love talking about it because hopefully it can bring some awareness to anyone who's experiencing the symptoms but Basically, like, since I got my period when I was, like, 13 years old, like, they were always just so, 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 so debilitating. Like, I would be passing out or, like, just puking for, like, 24 hours straight and just, like, in so much pain constantly. And it wasn't just, like, around my period. It was very pronounced around my period, but on other Like, I was just a sick person in general. I was always throwing up, like, just never felt good, always so fatigued, just never doing well. Um, And it was, like, off and on. Sometimes it would be really bad, and then sometimes, like, my period would come and it would be all right. But there was more times than not that, like, as I got older, I would literally have to go to the hospital when I got my period because I would be so, like, incredibly dehydrated from puking for so long and, like, just blacking out. It was so incredibly horrible. So, anyways, once Tanner and I got married, I was like, I have to figure this out. And, um... So I started, like, pursuing some medical healing. And at this point, like, I was probably, like, the furthest thing from, like, a quote-unquote crunchy person. Um, Besides, like, I've always definitely been, like, an outdoorsy person. But, like, other than that, in terms of, like, health, like, I was just the way I was raised, like if something hurt you just took a Tylenol and that was that and so like I was just going to you know an OBGYN and saying like hey like I'm in pain can you help me and the first few like years of pursuing treatment of course they just gave me birth control which is the classic solution that they love to give Mm -hmm. classic (laughs) um and Every time I would try to take it, it would, like, 
it would be like getting my period, but like times five. Like I would become more ill than I ever was. Then I would have to go to the hospital because of that. And this this would literally be after one day of taking one pill. So I tried maybe three different ones, including the patch, and literally didn't last more than one day. Um, So I was just like, I don't know what to do at this point because my body is just rejecting everything and at this point also I did not know what endometriosis was I just thought I have painful periods so I need to find a birth control that will make it you know go away um so eventually after I was researching my symptoms at home I found out about endometriosis and I found a doctor that was a specialist in Pittsburgh and so I just like straight up made an appointment with them and it was a six-month waiting list and I was like okay um I finally went to see him and I just told him everything and he was like literally the first person who like ever first of all like looked me in my eyes whenever I was like talking about everything and um he was like the first person who ever actually listened to me which I don't know if other doctors just aren't even educated on like these things which shocks me Mm -hmm. because one in ten women have endo but um yeah he was basically just like yeah I mean it sounds like you have it the only way to diagnose it is to do surgery and so he's like let's just get your surgery on the calendar and um obviously when they go in if they find it they remove it so we got the surgery on the calendar I had to wait like six more months for that and then um I had the surgery it was my first time like having anything (laughs) like even remotely close to surgery But it went super well, um, and that was, like, the first step, I think, to starting, like, a natural living journey, um, because after it was removed, which I should say that they did find a lot, and they did remove it, um, after that, it was like, okay, this is a chronic disease, so... Um, it, it can and will grow back. Um, so I wanted to figure out how to not make it grow back basically, which is by doing things that are not going to inflame it. So yeah, I started doing so much research and Tanner was like such a huge help in this because kind of at the same time he was starting to be interested in this as well and so he was reading a lot of books about health and um deep nutrition it's like the greatest book on earth yes we love it i'm sure you guys have talked about (laughs) it nutrition Um, changed my life jenna when you post i think you or tanner posted about it and i read it last year and i tell people it's like the most life-changing book you can read for your health (laughs) It is so amazing. So he read that, and that was a big thing when he was just like, okay, like, we're doing this. Like, we can't, like, do this whole, like, you're sick constantly forever. Like, we are switching everything. And I was like, okay. Um, So, yeah, I I got it removed, which I think, like, there is such, like, a stigma in like the crunchy community about like Western medicine, but Mm -hmm. I definitely have come to um, a place where I, I understand the need for it um, in certain circumstances. And so um, I think it was great that I got it removed. And then after that, like I kind of like supported it staying away with natural things. So for us, that looked like, obviously like taking out any like endocrine disrupting chemicals because that is like such a huge thing because it is in your endocrine system um with endo so we took all of that out and then um just taking 
like chemicals out of foods in general um and yeah like cleaning products obviously like you guys know everything scented deodorant Mm -hmm. literally everything (laughs) like we just did an overhaul and yeah I mean pretty much ever since then we never looked back and have just like gotten more um invested into it as time went on and after I had my surgery and started doing all of this I basically I mean I've had like some cramps here and there with my periods but I mean ever since then I really have not had a lot of pain definitely have not like thrown up have not had issues um and then I was able to get pregnant, which was definitely a huge concern for us. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say, like, we love a crunchy, supportive husband that, like, is totally on board. <laughs> That's, like, such a blessing. And I'm so, like, grateful that, like, Tanner was so invested in that because it's so easy to do it when it's the two of you, like, going the same direction. Um yeah. absolutely he's he's like way more I would say he like holds it down wow. when it comes to that stuff like I'm like but what if we just had some pop tarts and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he's he's awesome yeah like Jensen said thank you for sharing that and I'm sure it was an extremely difficult thing for you to go through um yet empowering in a way to be able to Um, get answers and get treatment and be able to learn more about your body and ways you can support it throughout. And I love how you kind of hit on um, like the Western medicine um, and talking about that because as a person who has worked in the Western medical system for several years um, prior to what I do now, I mean, there are systemical issues that are really big to fix in medicine in the US. I mean, I think anyone would tell you that um, just because, I mean, it goes so deep and there's such big issues that kind of trickle down and affect everyone. And I think there is this like crunchy person outlook versus Western medicine. And a lot of times people don't want to mesh those and it's like one versus the other. And I know for me, a, a lot of the way I view it is I want to support my health as naturally as possible and use natural methods to be preventative or as first steps. But then I am so grateful that we have made so many advancements in Western medicine and it is there for something like being able to remove your endometriosis that otherwise you'd have the rest of your life. So I think it's finding that balance. And then I love how you said you really took it upon yourself then after that to be like, okay, this is a chronic condition. How can I support my body the best I can to avoid inflammation and this coming back? And and I think that's really an answer for a lot of people who struggle with things like this is to take their health into their own hands. And how can I support myself to minimize this the most possible without extra interventions absolutely and I completely agree with what you said about like it does feel a lot like it is western medicine versus crunchy people and in a way it is because we're like hey we don't have to do all of this stuff we don't need all of these chemicals but yeah like you said sometimes sometimes you do and that was something that I had to come to terms with especially with everything that happened with my birth which I can talk about later um but yeah I I think that there is definitely a time and place for it absolutely yeah um okay so going off of that you and Tanner seem to follow like an ancestral diet which I just need to say that you are the reason I started eating liver. Um, you post I remember <laughs> original I, liver I remember queen, messaging Jenna. you on Instagram being like, okay, Jenna, how do you cook this liver? Because I was like, this was when I was just starting and I was like full send, like gotta buy liver, like I'm just going to do it. Um, but I guess my question would be like, what all like ancestral things do you implement? Like, and how did you really support your pregnancy naturally? Because it seemed like, I mean, just the way you've been supporting your healing, like um, 
yeah, just kind of talk about your pregnancy journey and what you did to nourish yourself even pre-conception. Um, yes. Um, so yeah, going back to deep nutrition, that's like their main point is the ancestral diet, which um, is basically just eating the way that our ancestors did. So it's like just very whole foods basic foods not a ton of like I would say it's pretty like simple meals would you agree with that yeah definitely it's not getting fancy with like I don't know like casseroles and the things it's more just like <laughs> protein like a starch of like yes. it's, it's eating basically like, like ground beef and a potato yeah like if you didn't have a kitchen back <laughs> yes. in the old times yes which honestly is such a good like thing for me because I am the absolute worst at following recipes <laughs> so it worked out but um yeah so we definitely eat just like very whole foods um and very um I'm trying to think of the word like not no things added to it no um, hormones in our meat, you know, things in our eggs, all of that. And like our big thing that we always, always, always try to do every single day is drink raw milk. Um, that's has done so many wonders for our health. But um, and then, yes, of course, the liver, which I will say I have been slacking so much on eating <laughs> liver because I mean, we all can agree, like, it's not good. It's not steak, no. No. It's just, it's not that good. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. But here, here is my, I, I watched you guys' things about how you guys eat your liver. Um, I used to do it with, like, bacon and just, like, a lot of seasonings. And I would just force myself to eat it. But, um Recently, we've been buying the Force of Nature meat. Do you guys know what I'm talking yes. about? Yep. Yeah. Yes, the Force of Nature ancestral blend has liver, heart, and something else in it mixed in with the ground beef. So that has been my, you know, my little workaround because I have just not been <laughs> wanting to eat it. Um, but yes, during pregnancy... Um, the big thing that we wanted to, okay, sorry, going to preconception, um, it was never so much about like taking things out of our diet as much as it was like adding things in. So we were making sure to have, and this is both of us, it is important what the husband eats as well. <laughs> and also, their diet is actually what creates your placenta and um, what they are eating like preconception affects um, your nausea during the first trimester. I did so, not know I did that. I know this. That's very interesting. Yeah, oh, so <laughs> if you're, you're in trouble if I, I get sick. <laughs> I have a friend who is pregnant and her husband keeps saying pizza placenta. <laughs> <laughs> because he just like is eating pizza so much and she's like feeling so sick Aww. but anyways and also like that that might not be like completely true there's obviously so many like things that affect your nausea so you know but anyways um so yeah both of us are making sure to add in just like a lot of nutritionally dense things. Preconception, we did it for like six months beforehand. So we were eating the liver, raw milk every single day. Um, in terms of like meats, just like a lot of protein, not no um, hormones added to any of that. And then just really making sure to not have like any chemicals like on our skin, any of those things. Um, <clears throat> and <clears throat> so sorry and um once I was pregnant kind of stuck to like the same thing I would say um like I said the big thing for us was always the raw milk um mm -hmm. so 
um, when I was pregnant, I would always eat it in cereal, which like was just a good way to get it in every day. And when you're like feeling like kind of nauseous and everything, like it was just a good like cold snack to be able to have. And then I would make it with smoothies too, which was like a good, a good first trimester vibe. But, um, yeah, so raw milk liver, um, and then I would always do cod liver oil, which I used to take the capsules. And then this last time I ordered accidentally just the straight oil. So oh, I just no. have been taking shots of it now. <laughs> That's intense. Like, <laughs> okay, it's lemon flavored, so it's not bad, but it's more of the texture. It's mm. just, ugh. the texture is not great. But um, And then I did take a prenatal, which... Also, I know is like kind, kind of controversial. Crunchy people are like, you don't need prenatals, <laughs> but I did take one. Um, I think it was my kind organics. I, I might have to fact check that, but um, it was just like a gummy one because when I was first newly pregnant, taking the pills would make me gag. So, mm. and it worked out great. I. I felt very good my whole pregnancy. Um, I felt very, I didn't have a lot of like energy dips. I didn't have a lot of pain like at all. Like I was never sore, anything like that. Um, I really did. Like I felt super, super good. Um, the one thing that was really hard was I got restless leg syndrome in the third trimester. Which I had never experienced before. Um, and I did take a lot of magnesium for it, and it didn't really help. So I don't know <laughs> if that's just something that happens to me when I'm pregnant. But, yeah, it was a really great experience, and I felt very, like, equipped. Um, I don't know if you guys have mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, I pretty much followed the book by Sally Fallon Morale, um, Nourishing Traditions of Baby and Child Care. Um, that book is like my holy grail for pregnancy and child rearing in general. <laughs> and it it is very similar to like um, what, uh, what to expect when you're expecting where it will go through like the different things during pregnancy with you and like what you should be doing. And then especially once the baby's born, it talks so much about like what you're feeding them and um, when you should be looking for these things. And it's just like, it's a really, really great resource if you are not wanting to just like do the classic you know, what everyone else does. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. I don't have the childbearing one. We're not quite at that stage yet, but I have the Nourishing Traditions regular cookbook and obviously love um, like the Wise Traditions podcast and Sally Fallon. Um, I was just listening to a podcast from them yesterday and it was, it was really interesting. And um, I am planning to get that book when we get to that stage where we're hoping to be um, trying to get pregnant. But yeah, I, I love everything you shared. And um, I think it's really interesting for us both being in a stage where eventually we do want to have children um, and then our listeners too who might be in that same position, especially with you having had endometriosis and um getting that surgery and healing from that and then really getting to a place where obviously you were able to get your hormones to a place that you were able to conceive and then have a overall pretty good pregnancy and a really healthy baby and experience. Um, I just think that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just have to say to our listeners, if you don't follow Jenna, she was glowing during her pregnancy. (laughs) Seriously. I was just like, wow, she is just radiating, um, which, you know, you were nourishing yourself. So it makes yeah, sense. A testament to what real nourishment can do for us, real foods. <laughs> so true. Thank you. So That's a great compliment. So, Jenna, you did say about your birth. You don't have to go into all the details, but if you would like to share anything regarding Monty's birth, you're more than welcome to. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, so I... I I started out my care um, 
when I found out I was pregnant at like a birthing center. Um, and I pretty much just thought that that was, you know, what the options were in terms of like doing something more natural. Um, and then we moved and I also just like wasn't vibing that much with the birthing center. So, um, I decided to switch to doing a home birth. So I hired a home birth midwife, um, and I felt really, really good about it. Um, and we did all of our prenatal care with her. It was really, really awesome. Um, we, it was very non-invasive, which like having endo, I was very nervous about that going into like being pregnant was like being poked and prodded a lot. Um, and I just like did not do well with gynecology exams and all of those things. So I was very happy. Um, we didn't do any sonograms. We didn't have to do any internal exams and everything was just like based on relationship with her, with my midwife. And it was just awesome. Um, I really loved the prenatal aspect of it. Um, so that was really great. Um, and then I ended up going to 41 weeks and two days, um, until I went into labor and basically long story short, like I was in labor for 40 hours wow. at home and I, it was, I was timing them and like from the first few hours, would have been when you would traditionally go to the hospital. Like I was in active labor for 40 hours. Wow. Not just like a contraction here and there. And so, and I went into labor on two hours of sleep. So I was exhausted oh my. and <laughs> it was so hard. We got to a place where I was in the pool and I was pushing and I pushed for two hours and um, at that point, she was like, okay, I would like to do an internal exam at this point, um, which I had not had any going. I had not had any internal exams up until then. Mm -hmm. She did the exam and she was like, I'm really concerned about like a lot of things, but the positioning, the length of time you've been in labor she said she didn't think that baby was able to descend and that, you know, basically she was like, you should go to the hospital now. Um, so I ended up going to the hospital and unfortunately had a very traumatic birth, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which I still go back and forth in my head about if like, what would have happened if I would have stayed home because they did have to like intervene and pull her out. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have a C-section, but like they did have to pull her out. And so I just wonder if like I was at home, if she would have also had to do that. I'm not sure, but, um, yeah, the birth was really, really scary for me once I ended up leaving my house or once she said, you need to leave the house. Um, and I definitely was not treated well at all by the doctors there. But again, going back to what I was saying earlier, like, I am thankful that I had them because again, like, I don't know what would have happened if I was at home. There was a point when I was hemorrhaging and things like that. And of course, like there are um, people who say that you can stop hemorrhaging with certain herbs and things like that. But I was thankful that they were able to give me Pitocin to stop the hemorrhaging and just things like that. Like I, I tore and they stitched me up, which a midwife at home doesn't stitch you up. They, you have to go to the hospital yourself if you tear. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of things that I was just like, this sucks that this happened, but also I, I am thankful that I was able to like have their care at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge, that was the beginning of my awakening of 
yes, I am like this crunchy mom, but at the same time, like giving up control has been just such a huge theme in my life these past six months of like, literally not everything will go as you thought it would as a mom. And you really do just have to relinquish control and realize that like things just happen sometimes so the birth was really my first like very humbling experience to realize that for sure yeah what a what a um incredible message at the end of that about giving up control I think that's definitely something (laughs) I know I struggle with and I think a lot of people do and just realizing you know what we can control is our actions and our reactions and our emotions and response um but we can't always control everything around us so um really just causing some perspective on that and thank you for sharing that because I am sure like you shared that it was something deeply traumatic and and hard for you um and I think you sharing um is beautiful because it allows other people to maybe either relate or understand better um or maybe there's some other people who have had similar traumatic uh experiences that are still kind of kind of dealing with it and I think especially in like this being kind of crunchy like we said kind of like that western versus crunchy medicine especially with things like home birthing and pregnancy there's just so many opinions out there and um people get really strong on on what they think and what they want which I totally understand like as a mother being like I'm the woman this is my child I'm making the choices I want for this baby but um just you kind of sharing that you did a home birth experience and you were thankful for the care you were able to receive through the Western medicine experience at the same time, even though it was deeply traumatic. Um, I just think maybe it it allows people to um, not feel so much pressure to hear someone else say that, you know, this is the experience I've had and I'm I'm thankful for both sides of it. Yeah, and I think that there's so much shame like in the home birth community for like if you didn't do a home birth like it's unfortunately like they will look at you as like well you should have like pushed through like for your baby and your family or like you should have been able to do it and that was really hard for me for a while and especially like right after the birth of course like everyone is your family is talking and everyone's asking oh how did it go and especially me I was very open about like wanting a home birth and planning for it and a lot of people like would message me and be like you're you're literally stupid (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) so then when it didn't work out I was like I am stupid like I can't believe I thought I was gonna be able to do this and then yeah just like literally being like but it was out of my control and that's okay Mm -hmm. and and I think I think that's a hard thing in the country community in general which is why I love that you guys always talk about like having a balance and like oh the reel that you shared the other day Rachel I reposted that said like you can be holistic and still like eat your grandma's fried chicken on Sunday or whatever yeah it's like there are like it's okay like you can still enjoy your life and not everything has to be completely perfect and I think I was kind of in that place before I gave birth and then that just kind of like rocked my world and I was like okay like I it's okay if if not everything is exactly clean and perfect the way that I previously thought that it would be yeah that's definitely how I started my journey because I went from like the Bath and Body Works queen to like I need to get everything out of my (laughs) house and then it almost caused me more stress because I was like I was at the store and I'm like everything is toxic and I'd be like at to at dinner and I'd be like everything has seed oils in it and then you just got to realize that Mm -hmm. control you can control um you know what you bring into your home you can control but when you're out to dinner with friends or at your family like 
You just got to live life, and as long as you're getting that balance. Also, I want to add, Jenna, although Monty was not delivered at home, you did birth at home for 40 hours, so you were seriously <laughs> the strongest woman. Yes. Like, I think about 40 hours, and that's insane. So just know how amazing and strong you are. Yes. Thank you, guys. You're so sweet. And so speaking of Monty, your beautiful, stunning glowing little girl that you have um we see little snippets of your motherhood experience through what you share online um and we see you doing things like sunning her or i know a few weeks ago you guys had her outside and i remember you were posting she was like looking at the flowers on the one tree and i just thought it was like oh my gosh this is like my goal in the future like what a beautiful moment of just like (laughs) a baby in nature looking at the flowers on the tree um so can you tell us a little bit about some of the things um you do as a new mom uh to kind of nourish her and stimulate her like sunning her or um other things of that nature yes so okay i this is like a i don't know if this is a fact but it's definitely an opinion in the western medicine side of things they say that um breastfed babies don't get vitamin d through breast milk which Hmm. then on the crunchy side of things they say that they do so It's kind of hard to know what's right, but um, a lot of pediatricians recommend giving your baby vitamin D drops if you're breastfeeding, Mm. which we just wanted to minimize the amount of things that we were giving her that was not breast milk. Um, So that is why we started to put her in the sun whenever she was born, pretty much. so she was born in November. It wasn't like we were outside in July, just like with her naked in the sun for hours. But if the sun was coming through our windows in the evening, like we would put her in the, we would lay her in her little thing and just put her in the light. And um, that is what a lot of people um and also what like the nourishing traditions book recommends to do mm-hmm. with young babies um, to give them vitamin D. Um, it also helps them so much with like sleep if they see the sun when they are awake. <laughs> Obviously, like babies can have a hard time knowing if it's day or night. Um, so I think that helped too. She was a really, really great sleeper like from the get go. We had a little bump in the road, but she's doing good again. Um, But what else was I going to say? Oh, taking her outside. That, okay, so that was my New Year's resolution was to take her outside every single day. And um, I feel like it has benefited her immensely. Um, She, we started with um, walks. She would, I would walk with her every day and I would put her in, like the thing that I wear her in and it was almost like immediately when she was a baby she would sleep so I would just walk around my neighborhood and she would just be sleeping on me and it was Mm -hmm. very (laughs) nice um now she's extremely alert so we do a lot of things outside um but I attribute taking her outside to the fact that she has not been sick yet because Mm -hmm. I just feel like that is so good for their immune systems and um yeah and I also like try to put her on the ground to you know do some grounding Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and she like loves playing in the grass playing with the flowers I will say going back to like things that humble you as a mom like I thought like I will never buy her toys like she's just gonna play with the flowers and sticks (laughs) and like she's just gonna like have like five wooden blocks and that's it and I will say like they (laughs) they need they need toys (laughs) they get bored so easily and so of course like When she's, like, five months, I'm, like, ordering things on Amazon and ordering toy kits and things because (laughs) they do get bored. And, like, 
just because I like want to be this like person who I don't know what it is but like this vision of this mom that like does all of these things doesn't buy any toys or anything just because I feel like that's what I want to be doesn't mean that's what's best for her so we have definitely found like a good a good balance between she has some toys and she has um she has her outside time I am excited for when she gets a little bit older like obviously they can like actually do things like Mm -hmm. scavenger hunts outside and things like that and I'll definitely like try to implement that but Right now when she's just like kind of rolling around on the ground, like she wants to hold things and grab things. So anyways. Yeah. Yes. How such such good things you shared. And um, yeah, I think that's really uh, interesting what you said about just because it's maybe something you see for your life doesn't mean it's what's best for her. And I think that really just goes to show like the sacrificial love of motherhood and like the um, self-sacrifice that has to happen of like being like what what's best for my child and just all the things you're doing all the sunning and outdoor time like you said and and everything I mean it's evident just seeing her like even through photos and videos and just she's like glowing and so smart and mm-hmm. um like interested in things it seems like so just beautiful um thank you so the next question is um, it was going to be, what is your most recent natural living swap? But I actually want to ask you about, you were just, I just saw on your Instagram that you made your own sunscreen. So can you tell us a yes. little bit about that? Did it work? Is it good? Like, what did you learn from it? Like, I'm very curious. That was actually going to be my answer. Oh, so <laughs> you got your mind. Um, okay. So I've made my own sunscreen before, um, with my friend's guidance. This is my first time doing it by myself. Um, but yeah, so basically like the main thing that makes you not get sunburned is zinc oxide, which you can literally just buy a huge bag of the powder, mm-hmm. um, on Amazon or whatever, which Rachel, I know you've said before that you like made your own like cosmetics before, which that's like what it says on the bag that most people use it yes. for. It's making makeup, which is so interesting. But anyways yeah you just mix some zinc oxide with coconut oil and some essential oils other people use like they'll use beeswax um to make it just like a different consistency Mm -hmm. but i just like i don't mind just the consistency of coconut oil so i just did that and you can look it up online like how much um spf is per scoop and everything like that I made a 45 SPF for Monty, which I haven't used on her yet. Um, I'm planning to use it for the beach. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's literally so easy and so cheap. Unfortunately, as you guys know, like, it is expensive mm-hmm. to, <laughs> like, do this, like, clean product stuff. And especially sunscreen, like the smallest little can and it's never spray on which is so sad it's always the I know. cream i wish there was a spray on <laughs> option <laughs> that was natural truly yeah i know but yeah it's like the smallest little thing is like 40 dollars. Yeah. so this is probably like for the huge bag of zinc oxide i paid like 17 dollars, and then like i've used nothing out of that bag mm-hmm. so it's definitely cost efficient and I will say, like, from when I've made this same recipe before, it does work. It is probably, like, a little harder to <laughs> apply, I would say. Like, it's just not this, it's not an easy consistency to really just get all on in the right spots. But um, I think for a baby like I'll be able to get it on her well that's um so I'm excited I'll report back yes please do that's amazing I I had made sunscreen back in my product making era because yes as you said zinc oxide um can be used for a lot of cosmetics like foundation but also sunscreen then um but as I've said on here before I was very I'm not a recipe follower 
and I was like 14 and just doing whatever I Mm -hmm. wanted so my balances Mm -hmm. were very off and I would be like painted white with my sunscreen like it was it was pure white did not rub in um I definitely had something off in my recipe and I'm not I use sunscreen and I have like natural sunscreens that I'll use if I go to the beach or something but I also have skin that is um like I don't burn easily so I'm not the biggest sunscreen Mm -hmm. user day to day and so I think it was just one of the things that I was like this my homemade version really sucks so (laughs) I just Uh I just stopped making it and bought an alternative but I think that's awesome what a cool thing yeah I kind of want to try making it so Jen I'll find texting you I need to we should have a, a girl's day and I'll try again with you and maybe you'll like keep me to a recipe we'll figure it out yeah (laughs) That you guys should do that as like a little segment on um, your Instagram. Oh, that would be so crunchy. much fun. Yes, yeah. Should. <laughs> Jenna, thank you like for making idea. different things in general. Like you guys should just. Yeah, like that's a great idea. Try that's making a great idea. Things. I'm writing this down as you speak. <laughs> She's just helping us produce our podcast. <laughs> she go. She knows. She, she knows gets the, it. She has her own podcast life. <laughs> yes. The podcast life. <laughs> so that is awesome. Um, so yeah, making sunscreen. I know you've had a lot of different like natural living swaps that you've done that you kind of talked to earlier um, and and what you've done. So I think our last question then that we're, we're going to have is as far as like health-wise in your house, what are your non-negotiables and like what advice would you give to someone starting out on their natural living journey of of what should be the things they prioritize to kind of make swaps on or changes in. Okay, I thought a lot about this question um, in terms of like what advice would you give to someone. <clears throat> and I wholeheartedly go back to this phrase every single time, pay your farmer, not your doctor. I truly am like mm-hmm. sold on the fact that if you – are nourishing yourself um and you don't have any like underlying issues always have to give that disclaimer because people will be like well i eat this Mm -hmm. and i still (laughs) hate my life but um if you are like in a healthy state and you nourish yourself i truly believe that like you will rarely rarely need to go to a doctor um Tanner and I mm-hmm. both have not been to a doctor besides our chiropractor in years, probably, which I mean, besides wow. giving birth, but <clears throat> that is such a huge, like that. I always come back to it, um, in terms of like giving someone advice, but, um, what was the other question that you said? The, the best thing that you swapped out or no, oh, non-negotiables in your house. Yeah, non-negotiables. My my biggest thing is just, like, the big stuff. Like, if you can, like, stay strong on not putting products on your skin and, like, your big things that you eat being clean. So, mostly, honestly, like, meat is the biggest thing for us and eating raw milk Mm -hmm. and um, pastured eggs which Jency, you're gonna have your eggs soon, and I'm so excited for I you. Know, so soon, <laughs> I can't um, wait. But yeah, and just adding in nutrients and not like forcing yourself to like take things away. That's like the biggest thing. Yeah. Like for us, if we are eating those things and doing those things, like it's not the biggest deal if we go out and get a coffee or you know whatever it might be that is seen as not Mm -hmm. crunchy or not as healthy like we know that at least we are getting like the nutrients that we need um so yeah those are non-negotiables also going outside every day yes love it absolutely i love you saying about adding in nutrients um I, I do some like health coaching counseling with people and that's always something I tell them is we're not looking at like cutting back food or what can you take away. It's about what can you add in to nourish your body and I just think that's such an important um, perspective change or like mindset change. So thank you. Yes, I love that you shared that with our 
with our listeners here. Jana, you're just like gave us so much wisdom and knowledge today and yeah we just loved hearing your story and yeah we are obsessed with following along with you and I'll make sure our listeners give you a follow too but you have just been so much such a wealth of knowledge thank you guys thank you so much it has been wonderful to talk today um and yeah we're just so grateful that you took some time out of your very busy schedule and life as a mother and wife and business owner and podcaster and influencer extraordinaire (laughs) to talk to us and be on our podcast so we're just so grateful remember although we talk all things health and wellness here this is not medical advice and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions thanks again for listening please remember to share comment and subscribe to help support our podcast